Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 45. If you count all of them, it's 145. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. And Britt, we are back again, still quarantined. Mostly. Connecticut has started to reopen a little bit here and there, but mm-hmm. I just got a feeling that this is going to be a voluntary quarantine for Brit for quite a while. <laughs> yes. Um, I, as I think I mentioned last week, I live right down the street from some of the most popular bars in my town of Milford, and um, I have no desire to go anywhere near them. My birthday is this week, and you know where I'm celebrating it? On where? my couch. Nice. On my couch. Nice. I will have a beer on my couch. I am not going anywhere near the nonsense that's likely going to uh, happen. Oh, what, what is this? Breaking news. Uh-oh. ESPN. Uh-oh. It's... Oh, wow. Uh-oh. What is it? UConn-Louisville matchup for next year has already been canceled due to coronavirus concerns. That's yeah. Sad. It's very sad. Yeah, some colleges are already saying you're not coming back to campus in September. Well, NCAA today gave the green light to begin slowly but surely resuming activity. So it's kind of a mixed message. It really is. So, I don't know. It's going to be weird. I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Let's start where we always start. What are you drinking tonight? I have a can of beer that I got from you. Oh. This is Blood Orange. Pilgrim Pie from Brassworks. Now, have you tried it yet? No. No, you haven't, because it only no. gave you one can of this. Yes. Okay. So last week, I made a pilgrimage up to Waterbury. I hit Lasting Brass and Brassworks. Um, and I have tried this beer. And I've, I have myself, I have a, a beer that you gave me. I have Guild Pills uh, made by somebody who made this. It proudly brewed. It's 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 in honor of the Connecticut Brewers Guild, but it doesn't tell me which brewery made it. So oh, um, that oh, particular can was Alvarium. from Aspatuck, I think. Mm, it says Alvarium it? on the side. Does it? You okay. Bought it. You might have bought it there. They probably yeah. Yeah. It was, it was brewed and packaged there, but Aspatuck is one of the places that distributed it. it makes yeah. sense. So okay, so the blood orange. I'm curious what you think. Talk to me. This smells very orangey. The words I used to describe it when it, the nose was mm-hmm. orange soda. It yes. smelled like orange yep. soda. Yep. All right, so go ahead. Very, and try. It's very light. Today. You can see right through it. Oh, yeah. It's almost seltzer-like in its kind of clarity. Wow, that's like, an, that is, that's like an orange soda or a creamsicle. Yeah, it's very light. It's not very beery. Like, no. I don't get a lot of hops or malt out of it but I get a real nice, refreshing orange flavor. The orange is not overpowering, but it's definitely present. I liked that beer a great deal. Brassworks was really nice when I went up there, too. I uh, So I, I got to tag them in this funny story when I'm in there because they're one of the places you can go and get takeout, but they're not doing um, pre-ordering. Mm-hmm. So I walk in, and I'm behind this couple, and they've got lines on the floor for the distance. They're perfect. So I'm standing behind the lines. The couple at the freaking table is pseudo-arguing with the guy. Okay. Because they don't know what they want, and they've never been here before, and they want to try something. Okay. He can't serve you a beer. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're lucky that he's able to sell us cans, and you're like, I don't know what to get because I've never tried your stuff. Well, then either get a variety of stuff or go somewhere you know 
Yeah, now right? Now is not the time to try places you don't know if you have no clue what kind of beer you like. And frankly, if you don't have an idea of what styles you like, why are you going to a craft brewery at this point anyway? Yeah, you know, I mean, that doesn't make sense. It, it, when I when I used to serve beer down at, at, at the arena, when I was a beer tender, people would walk up to me, and I, I, worked, I worked a couple of different things, but one of the ones I did a lot was New Belgium. And New Belgium Brewing has a wide variety. You know, they're they're larger, so I don't know if you would call them strictly craft. They're definitely not a micro. And people would sit there and go, I've never had anything from New Belgium. I don't know what to get. Well, first off, my cart only had four beers on tap. It wasn't a huge <laughs> thing. There was an IPA. There was a blonde. Or no, sorry. It was a, a, a wheat, uh, a lager, and mm-hmm. then there was a pilsner. So I had four styles. So I, so what did I say to the people? What do you else? What do you like to drink? You tell me what you've had before and liked. There you go. Because I know enough about beer that I can tell you of my four which you're gonna like. And so somebody would go, well, I like German styles. I like stuff that's not hoppy. Well, here's a white. <clears throat> Here you go. Here's the the Belgium white wheat beer. Drink this. I like Budweiser. I like you know kind of standard stuff. I like original Yingling. Here you go. There's <laughs> a fat tire. This is exactly what this is what you. And 90% of the time, and I would say to people, I'm going to pour this cup for you, and you're going to try it. And if you don't like it, I will pour you another cup. That's how 90% of the time the person walked away and was happy. And you might think to yourself, well, they're just just—they're not trying to be rude. They're trying to be polite because they know you're making an effort. Of those 90%, more than half would come back and order the same beer again. The one you gave them. Yes, they would hmm. come back and go, what was nice. that beer cold you gave me? A uh, fat tire. Yeah, give me another one of those. More than half the time. And I, I did. I had a pretty loyal customer base when I do the hockey games there because people would eventually wander over and they'd want to try something I offered them. And then they, they could, once they got a chance to try it. So, But don't wander into a brewery in the middle of a pandemic when he can't serve you samples and throw a fit because you can't get samples. Drove me nuts. So I'm yeah. waiting there an extra like five minutes just to get – and I know exactly what I'm picking up. I get to the front of the line, and the, the guy, you know, he sold them something, and they leave. And I say to the guy, I'm like, do you guys, are you guys active on Instagram and Twitter? And the guy goes, I think so, but, meh, I'm not good with that stuff. I couldn't tell you if we're even on it or not. I'm like, oh, that's a shame. He goes, why? And I said, oh, because we do a podcast. We're probably going to try your beer live on the air. I want to <laughs> give you guys a shout-out when I do it. He goes, oh, well, I'm sure we have a Twitter. Just look us up, okay? <laughs> and he magically knew Magically, there's a there's a but they were they were very nice, very small tasting room. It does look like the kind of place I would want to sit and have a beer on a quiet day, but it also looks like the kind of place that would get overwhelmed quickly. Do you remember when we went to No Worries? Yes. And they're inside. There was a, it was it was not a small space, but they only had a few tables set up, so it felt like a small space. Yes. It was like that. Okay. It was like that. So. But it looks nice, so I do look forward to going up there and actually trying a beer in person. So, so the Blood Orange, giving it a thumbs up? Yes, I would definitely drink this again. Okay, great. Well, I've got a few more in the fridge, but you're going to have to wrestle them out of my <laughs> wife's cold, dead hands. Because this was her favorite of the beers that we picked up. So, alright, so i got to try this Guild Pills really quick. And the answer is... I'm not a Pilsner guy, so... He's not. Wow, that's not bad. <laughs> hey, there you go. For someone that doesn't like pilsners, that's not yeah, no, the bad. I don't, I don't like pilsners because pilsners are too, for lack of a better term, too smooth. I like a lot of hop and I like a lot of flavor to my beer, mm. uh, but this does not disappoint. Good. This is this is I think it's because it's dry hopped. It's definitely got um, 
It's got a little bite to it right in the front end, and then really late, it comes back. It's like, you know, the hops just drive up on you and then scream, but then drive around the block and scream at you again. So, all right, it's good. Thank you for bringing it to me. Sure. Appreciate it. You were the only one, by the way, who took me up on that offer. Which offer? The only one. So the other part of the story is I offered our contributors, so the Cinch and Sean, both said to them, and, and Craig, I'll put together a variety of the, the beers, a four-pack variety of the beers I'm getting from Waterbury, and your choice is to bring me another four-pack or 15 bucks, because that's what it worked out to. I think it worked out to 14 bucks with, you know. So Craig shows up and leaves a, a four-pack. <laughs> Sean did. shows up and it's got 15 bucks. Oh. I'm like, what is this? I don't want money. I want beer. <laughs> Brent works for beer. <laughs> and then and then Cinch comes by and Cinch has been screaming forever. Let's work out. And you've been on those threads. Let's work out a beer exchange. I want to try some of what you got. You can try some of what I got. So I'm certain he's coming with beer. He shows up with money. <laughs> so I gave away half my stash. I got paid for it. But now half my stash is gone. Yep. And now you uh, you have oh. money. Did, did they pay you in cash? Yes. Which was the other part. I'm like, guys, you don't have to pay me in cash. You can PayPal me. So you don't have to worry about having money on you. I don't want anybody yeah. making unnecessary stuff. Here's a quick thing about cash, right? So I had to do some grocery orders for my uh, mom and sister, right? So my okay. sister doesn't know how to do that, so I did it. So she gave me cash when she picked everything up. I go to the bank today to deposit said cash. I go to the ATM, have my mask on. Now, other let's say it's it's weird walking into a bank with a mask on. It's a strange mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> I go to the ATM. I, you know put in code and whatever do deposit it says check only not accepting cash at this time that's interesting yeah yep very interesting you have to go through the drive-thru nah there was like two people in line there i was like ah screw it i don't want to wait oh that's 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 pretty much where they're at yeah you're you're not gonna be able to avoid that yeah so but anyway all right burning hot takes i don't have a ton this week Let's talk some football. What do you got to talk about? This week, I mean, I guess we can use it as one of the topics, but... Um, Whatever. It doesn't I'm matter, easy. you know. It's, this, is a, this is a free-flowing episode, folks. The season actually hasn't started. I don't know if it is going to start, yeah. but, you know. I think the more and more the time goes on, I think we're going to have football on the schedule that they think. I just don't think we're going to have fans in the stadium. No, they can't. I think, But I think we're going to have games as scheduled. So, yep. yay. All right, so go on. Um, there's a certain quarterback in Dallas who does not have a contract yet because he wants more money. He is under contract, though, right? Yes, because they, 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 they they've tagged him. Mm-hmm. So technically, if he plays, he has to play under the franchise tag. But yes, he's definitely looking for a new a new deal, and I know exactly what you're talking about. So yep. go, go beyond that. So he wants an extra $2 million a year. On a five-year, and he wants a five-year contract. Yes. Uh, do you? Then he, you know, we were discussing this in the thread before. He hasn't actually won anything. That's my problem. Yep. Do you so think Jerry Jones is going to give it to him? He might. The question isn't will he. The question really is should he. And so, you know, for those who are have not been paying as close attention, 
Dak Prescott, the, the Cowboys want to sign him to a four-year, $35 million a year deal. He wants a fifth-year option that he controls that would be by itself worth $45 million. That's insane amounts of money. Not backloaded, yes. not bonus, none of that. $45 million in the fifth year of the contract. Now, what analysts have pointed out is that takes a four-year, $140 million deal and makes it a five-year, $180 million deal, which breaks down to $2 million extra a year. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the Cowboys would have to be willing to commit to a fifth year and $2 million extra per year. Now, that's that's if you space it out, and that's, you know, they'll work out the numbers and everything. My point is this. The highest-paid quarterback right now going into 2020, the person scheduled to make the most money this year, is Russell Wilson. He's due to make $35 million this year. Yes. So what Dak Prescott is saying is he is a more valuable quarterback than Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Dak ah. Prescott has been to a Super Bowl, but he needed a ticket. <laughs> Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl. <laughs> the next name down on the list at $34 million due this year is Ben Roethlisberger. As much as I hate on the Steelers, <laughs> and as much as I think that Ben Roethlisberger is not as good as he used to be or maybe ever was, He's not, Dak is not worth Ben Roethlisberger's money. Ben Roethlisberger has also been to a Super Bowl without paying for it. Mm -hmm. The third name on the list <clears throat> at $33.5 million is Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. Craig, you tell, you tell me, does Aaron Rodgers have any Super Bowl rings? Uh, I believe so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think I think you might. Yeah, I think he does. You might. <laughs> so right now... There is at least every quarterback on this list so far has at least one Super Bowl ring. The next guys down on the list are guys who have been to a Super Bowl, but not necessarily won it themselves. Carson Wentz. All right. The Eagles won. He watched. He's right. there. He still Nick doesn't have Foles. the paper's ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nick Foles there. Uh, what was the next name down on the list? Oh, it was Jared Goff. Yep. Hasn't won a Super Bowl. But he was but there. Been there. He was there. Has been there. And he's with a coach that really maximizes what he does. Yes. Okay. To get down to the list to a to a quarterback who has not sniffed a Super Bowl, you got to get to Kirk Cousins at like $30 million a year. He's like fifth or sixth on the list. And Kirk Cousins, arguably, again, at least Kirk Cousins has won something. At least he's, I mean, granted, he's not that great. But I cannot sit here in good conscience and say Dak Prescott is in this upper echelon of the top five quarterbacks in the league. He's won nothing. Yeah. So then what do you say to people like, well, they gave Zeke money. I say running backs and quarterbacks are completely different and quarterbacks are paid at a higher tier. And in terms of where they fall in their relative positions, Zeke is way higher on the list of good running backs than Dak is on the list of good quarterbacks. I think that's a fair assessment. So then what so happens, like, say, and I know Cinch is going to hate this question because I'm repeating it, but let's say 
Dak holds out, right? Let's say he mm-hmm. decides he doesn't want to play. Let's say now Dak doesn't play. Dalton starts. That's hypothetical world. Dalton gets them to the NFC Championship game, right? Mm-hmm. And then whatever happens, do they? St- do you think they st- keep they st- keep Dak? No. After that, if that were to happen, no, no, and I don't think it'll get there either. I think Cinch is right that that's just. Not I don't think come so, but I'm just saying. Well, no one thought Nick Foles was going to do anything. You know. Well, that was out of injury. That was out of necessity. Right. I mean, there's a difference between the choice versus necessity thing. And and Cinch's point in all of this was just Jones pays people. Jerry Jones will pay Jerry Jones's Cowboys because they're Jerry Jones's Cowboys. He mm-hmm. pays the people he wants. He likes Dak. He wants Dak to stay. But he also had a prolonged fight with Emmett Smith 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. 25 years ago. My God, we're Dear getting old. God. <laughs> I'm going um, to down this beard now. <laughs> Emmett Smith held out. And he fought him on that, and then, you know, they worked that out. But my my whole point is no one is bigger than the star, and we've said this before. No one is bigger than the star, and Dak thinks he is. And he's going to find out real quick he's not. Real quick. Because That's true. Let's put him on let's put him on the open market next year. Considering all the people who have made moves this year, who, barring injury or other departure is in the market for Dak Prescott next year. I think it's a short list. Uh, And I'm not going to go down the list, but maybe three or four teams. The Jaguars? Maybe. That's presuming presuming Minshew bombs. Yeah. I mean, let's think of all the... I mean, maybe maybe Indianapolis. Maybe. Because Rivers is going to be on his way out. Maybe. Maybe. But it's a short list. Yeah. It's a short list. He does not have the market value outside of Dallas that he thinks he does. And if I were him... And Jerry Jones called me and said, four years, $35 million. I would say, check your email. I've already digitally signed a document. <laughs> yes. He's not worth it. He's not worth it, in my opinion. I just, I, and, and Cinch isn't wrong. I do think they're going to come to a deal. Because they're, again, when you do the math out, they're only one year and basically $10 million apart at the end of Which the Which isn't huge in football land. But no, you saw the report today that. The NFL is going to lose, what, $5.5 billion if fans aren't allowed? Yeah. Beer sales, man. Yeah, it's 16 bucks for a Bud Light. <laughs> There's only, to the best of my knowledge, and again, I, I don't have first-hand knowledge. Of it. This is, as an outsider looking in, there's only two things that, there's well, three things. Three things, three things that drive revenue in a stadium. Corporate ticket sales. Not individual, not season, corporate. Hmm. The guys who buy the boxes. Corporate ticket sales, concession revenue, and merchandise. As Yogurt once said, merchandise. <laughs> where movie. the real money is made. That's true. That is true. So you know what? For my, my burning hot take question, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you a simple question. Okay. I'm going to give you three movies. Uh, all right. All right. Earlier this week, I was listening to a radio program in which they do lists, and they found... A person who did the 10 dirtiest movie scripts of all time <laughs> okay these these three movies all appear in the top 10 in terms of what are considered dirty words and i don't know what their exact criteria were but just in general okay swearing dirty words adult swearing. language possibly okay. dirty words per thousand <laughs> okay 
Okay. The three movies are mm-hmm. Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Beavis and Butthead, Do America. <laughs> okay. And Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> okay. Which one has the most dirty words per thousand according to his script? They used a, a, a keyword finder to just pull the words out of the script. Which of those three movies? Reservoir mm-hmm. Dogs, Beavis and Butthead, Do America, or Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back uh, came in- up as the worst language movie of the three? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was number four on the goddamn list. Wow. 420, I think it was. I don't have the exact number in front of me. I should have been writing this down as I was listening to the radio. 420 swear words per thousand? <laughs> that's that's better than two out of every five words. <laughs> what the fuck is the internet? I, I said to my wife when I heard this, I said, I have to go back to the scene where they stop to get breakfast. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite movies. By the way, the radio people were like, oh my god, that was a terrible movie. It was, no. It was... It was Kev- it was Kevin Smith's worst movie. Oh my god, I'm doing a Blake Bortles voice by accident. You are. <laughs> um, it was it was Kevin Smith's worst movie. I hated that movie. It was terrible. I love that freaking movie. <laughs> I love that movie because it's terrible. I love that movie because Kevin Smith called 50 people who had been in his other movies and then tried to write them all parts. Yes, he, he didn't did. Write a story and cast it. He cast a movie without a story and then <laughs> built a story around it. Yep. And I'm okay with that because it's it is what it is. I'm not looking for an Oscar-winning performance. You're not looking here. for Schindler's List, right? It's Jay and Silent Bob, but there's the scene the scene where they go to get breakfast in the fast food restaurant, Movies, which you may <laughs> remember from Dogma, mm-hmm. is the restaurant that you know that they, that the two fallen angels key in on. But they find an internet kiosk and start reading more of the comments on them and then respond. <laughs> I cannot use, even in an explicit podcast, I cannot read to you that monologue. But Craig knows what I'm talking about. It involves a lot of talk about eating things that you shouldn't eat. It talks about then, um, let's see, uh, it talks about um, forms of fellatio. Let's just put it that way. And the things they're going to do to the people. Mm -hmm. And probably in that 300-word segment of the script, there's 50 or 60 curse words. Yeah, because, because... Jay and Silent Bob don't realize what the internet is and what people write. And remember, this movie came out in what, 2000? 2001? So old. Yeah. So, you know, the bulletin board era of the internet. So when Jay was reading all that stuff people wrote about them, he was getting pissed off and wanted to go find whoever was uh, writing it about him. 2001. 2001. And just never forget, for those of you who have not seen that movie, that movie opens up with the day they met as little kids. Yep. <laughs> and it immediately, immediately goes into a word, uh, goes into a song that Jay is singing, with the f bomb in it, and every other word is it is f. And it's like all he does is just sing a song made up of the f word. So in the first five minutes, they had three or four hundred curse words easy. Probably in the first thirty seconds, they had fifty. <laughs> so. Oh my god, but I love that movie. Alright, so Jay and Silent Bob was number four. Reservoir Dogs or Beavis? Who came in next? Uh, Beavis. Beavis was number ten. Damn it. Number nine was Reservoir Dogs. I'm sorry, no, no, I'm sorry. No, no, I've got that right. Beavis was number ten. Reservoir Dogs came in at number nine. Reservoir Dogs is only a touch more filthy in its language. 
than Beavis and Butthead to America. <laughs> Let that crazy. sink in for a minute. And of That's the top crazy. ten, I don't have the rest of the list. I really, I'll, I'll try to find the full list and, and so we can discuss it. But three of the top ten were Harvey Keitel movies. Wow. Yes, like Harvey Keitel just isn't like terribly scripted. But just think about that as as and I mean as violent. It's a queer, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's Quentin Tarantino. All it is is killing and cursing. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Oh, That's did what I it lose is. you? Hello. Craig, Hello? Are you there? I'm there. Hello. 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 Leaped out there for a second. Okay. Hello. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. There we go. Okay. Good. Good. You know what? It does make me feel better, by the way, when technical blips like that happen. And I should have warned you, we've been having terrible internet issues on this end, which I've gotten figured out. I figured out that my cable company is a bunch of idiots. But um, Good, good. Yeah, so we, we may cut out here and there. So, But it makes me feel better because I've been watching like actual news broadcasts, and they mm-hmm. cut out all the time. Yeah, you know what? Really quick aside, everyone's doing yeah. their broadcasting from home and whatnot. I just want to say uh-huh. that this podcast audio sounds better than three quarters of the people who get paid to be broadcasters. <laughs> and for that, you can thank the source because my headset, which I use for everything, everybody's like, why do you wear a headset in the Zoom meetings? Because the microphone is fantastic on this thing. Compared to me screaming at a laptop, last quarter's numbers <laughs> are on the cloud. <laughs> Instead of me screaming at a, and looking like an idiot, I can talk normally. And yes, I'm normally this loud. I can talk normally, and it comes right through. I love it. Absolutely love it. So, all right, uh, all right. So that was my. So that. So there's there's today's lesson. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is a filthier worded movie than both Beavis and Butthead and Reservoir Dogs. Hmm. So, what else have you got for me? Wow. Um, Not much else going on. Really Let's isn't. talk about Devontae Freeman. What about Devontae Freeman? All right, so I'll take the, I'll toss the last one out. There's a rumor mm-hmm. going around that the Seattle Seahawks have offered Devontae Freeman a one-year deal worth up to $4 million. Uh, if Freeman I is... were him, I would take it. <laughs> Homer, you're dumb as a mule and twice as ugly. <laughs> if a strange man offers you a ride, I say take it. <laughs> Okay, um, he only played 14 games last year. He was underwhelming. That's why Atlanta was like, all right, we're moving on. This clearly is Chris concern. Carson insurance. I think it's more Rashad Penny insurance, honestly. I yeah, because I, th- I think Rashad Penny is going to be on the pup list. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at And really quick, on- uh, Deb, yeah. the pup list has nothing to do with puppies, sadly. Oh, God, we are so getting a text about that tomorrow. <laughs> we are so getting a text. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear there's no puppies in the pup list. Pup stands for physically unable to perform. So unless you want your puppies limping, and nobody wants to see a limping puppy. And there's your title, folks. There you limping go. puppies. <laughs> hi, Deb. Um, hi, Deb, by the way. Nobody wants to see limping puppies. So, uh, so I'm looking at the article right now, 710 Seattle. Uh, they're talking about all the people who got hurt. Well, here's the thing. So everyone got hurt. Chris Carson fractured his hip in week 16. CJ Prosize broke his wrist uh, two weeks before that in week 14. But in week 12, what is this now? Oh, that's a breaking news from Uber. They want me to take an Uber. Guess what I'm not doing. <laughs> uh, and then two weeks before that in week 12, Rashad Penny tore his ACL. 
So keep in mind, you got a fractured hip, a broken wrist, and a torn ACL. That's a lot Who's of broken. Who's the guy you're worried about coming back? Are you worried about the guy with the bad hit, the fractured hip? Slightly, slightly worried. Scale of one to ten. One to ten. ten fr- fractured hip. I I give him say a five, right in the middle. Five. Broken wrist. Uh, well, long as it's not David Johnson level broken wrist, not that concerned. Apparently, all right. So wrist. two. Yeah, but two or three. Right. Two or three. Two or three. Torn ACL. Uh, about an eight or nine. I'm putting it at 11. <laughs> ACLs are the worst thing. So if you say to me, Seattle is looking for insurance at running back, and these are the three guys on the roster, that says to me they're looking for Rashad Petty insurance. Yes. I so, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, the word is he may not be ready to play this year. Though I also saw they might, uh, they were talking to uh, Carlos Hyde as well. Poor Carlos Hyde. If you had to choose between the two of them, you can only sign one of them. Which one would you sign? Oh, my God. That's so tough. They both are terrible in different <laughs> ways. <laughs> Carlos Hyde shows flashes of brilliance and then seems to not care for weeks on end. Rashad Penny doesn't seem to care at all, but gets injured along the way, too. Uh, I'd have to go with Carlos Hyde just because of durability. Yeah. Yep. I think I got to go hide because of durability. Ugh. I agree. Uh, that's, But fantasy-wise, well, fantasy-wise depends on who lands where. If Devontae Freeman signs in Seattle, Rashad Penny's fantasy value hits the toilet. He's a late-round flyer and don't expect him. He's pretty much done that at that point, I think, fantasy-wise. That's sad, anyway. isn't he? Yeah, for at least that year. But now from Devontae Freeman's point of view, you walk into camp if both Procise and Carson are healthy, you're looking at being the change of pace back slash insurance guy. You need to get with a one year deal. You need to get on the field because you're going to be 29 years old with no contract when that season's over. And that's no called a contract season, folks. <laughs> exactly. That's what Blake Bortles tried to do in L.A. and then never got the opportunity. It's what Teddy Bridgewater successfully did in New Orleans. Yep. So. I, I don't know. I don't know. What else is going on in the NFL? Anything else? Uh, here's another thing. Do you think Miles Sanders is ready to be a feature back in Philly? No. No. That easy answer, no. No. Miles Sanders doesn't have the build for it. Miles Sanders is a poor man's Kenneth Davis. <laughs> he needs he needs Thurman Thomas ahead of him to be successful. There Remember it Thurman is. Thomas. Yeah, you just broke out there, would you say? I said, I remember Thurman Thomas? I do. And I remember Kenneth Davis played behind him forever. And then I think he went to Carolina and he stunk. <laughs> he played like one year. He signed a free agent deal. He was like, I'm finally going to get my chance to start. And he was terrible by himself. There are some guys that are just better in a complimentary role. After this year, and I know you're not going to want to hear this, I'm starting to wonder if that's not Alvin Kamara's big thing too. Alvin uh, Kamara didn't maybe. have a bad year, but he was much better better and much more effective with Mark Ingram as the double threat. Yes. No, absolutely. You actually agree with that? You you're you're I like do. A, you're like an Alvin Kamara disciple. I and I am and it showed in his numbers. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just felt and I don't think his numbers were bad. I just think that per carry per touch, 
they were better when he had Ingram there. Maybe it's because he had fewer. I mean, wow. Wow, his numbers are worse than I thought they were. Yeah, they were. They were. 797 yards rushing, you know, because, 7 for attempt. Because Latavius Murray is not Mark Ingram. That's why. Wow. Where's his game logs? I want to see. You want to see stats? I want to see, yeah, I want to see his numbers. Oh, here we go. So in 2018, with Mark Ingram in the backfield with him, he appeared in 15 games. In 2019, he appeared in 14. So there was some injury factor. That's fair. Okay. He pe- appeared in one more game in 2018, but had 23 more carries. In a split backfield, he had 23 more carries for another 90 yards. His yards per attempt was 4.6 and 4. Po- excuse me, 4.7. His receptions, 81 both years, but his yardage went down. In 2018, playing alongside Ingram, he had 81 catches for 709 yards. Last year, he had 81 catches for 533 yards. Yep, and his rushing yards were uh, 797. Yeah, he went down, but he had fewer touches. His yards per attempt was about the same. It was about the same. He had fewer receiving touchdowns this year. He had uh, was his, he had way fewer rushing touchdowns. My God, he had 14 rushing touchdowns in 2018? Mm-hmm. He did. I th- and yet Mark Ingram was supposed to be the... Well, that's probably because he broke off, because Mark Ingram was supposed to be the short-distance guy. He might just be one of those guys that's good on his own and great with a partner. And you could probably say the same thing about Mark Ingram. You'd probably say the same thing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But, okay. Yeah. Why is my NFL scores alert going off? What uh, possible game to play? I don't know. Here's a quick thing while you're looking at that. So do you know how they've been doing Madden everything? betting and whatnot yes. well there's yes, a madden there's a madden bowl make you bet on yes there's a madden bowl championship and now i just i just want to point out because i'm not going to go into a whole rant about 2k football and madden and ea and all that but okay this shows you how much like kind of bs madden is so when you yeah. when you're in the when you're in those tournaments you draft a team Right. So what this dude did, he drafted the top offensive lineman he could. Right. He didn't draft a quarterback. He had a punter be his quarterback and he didn't throw a single pass. He did all running and he won sixty five thousand dollars. He won the tournament. He won the tournament. He won the championship game. Yep. Just, it just goes to show you that whatever the balance the balance that Madden uses isn't accurate, isn't fair. Nope. That's nope. what that nope. tells nope. me. Yeah. So just so you know, what the uh, NFL the NFL uh, score alert that I'm getting from Pro Football Reference is uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl by a final score of 31 to 20. That game happened on February 2nd, <laughs> and uh, Pro Football Reference for all the times I come here is just telling me now that this is something important well it but, um you know it, it might be important to someone did you see by the way and I'll, I'll just bring this up really quickly um did you see and I, I, forgive me if i'm repeating myself from a previous episode did you see that that one of those madden tournaments they did a, a celebrity madden championship for charity about a month or two back no. and snoop dog was in it no i didn't see that S- snoop dog is in it and he's up by seven. 
Okay. And I can't even remember what celebrity he was playing, but the celebrity is driving. I'm sorry, he was up by 14. The celebrity is driving against him and is like inside the 30. So they all look very intent. There's like a minute left in the fourth quarter. But again, it's Madden. A minute in the fourth quarter is an eternity. <laughs> and the dude he's playing against throws an interception. Okay. And Snoop Dogg's, Snoop Dogg's team is running the interception back. And you can see he's got the paddle in his left hand. And all he's got is the, the, the controller pushed up, like run. Just run straight ahead and return this interception. Mm. And he's dancing. He's doing a little Snoop Dogg dance while he's running. He gets tackled at the 20-yard line. Doesn't make it to the end zone. Gets tackled at the 20. But in his mind, now there's 50 seconds left. This game is over. The next play, Snoop goes for the touchdown pass, gets picked off at the end zone. Oh. And this guy does run it all the way back. Oh, no. So Snoop Dogg goes from, oh, interception, interception. What? No. Tackle. Tackle. Oh, man, you got to stop him. Stop him. Stop. And he ends up losing the game. He ends up losing the game. Oh. And, of course, the moral of the story is don't celebrate in Madden until the clock hits zero. That's true. That is the way to look true. At and the other <laughs> thing to remember is don't ever forget Damian Williams was the leading rusher in the Super Bowl by over almost 50 yards. Really? Yes. He had 104 yards rushing. Second place was Raheem Mostert, and never forget, number three on the the number three on the list, more running than Tevin Coleman, more running than Patrick Mahomes, was Debo Samuel, who had three carries for 53 yards. Never forget. You can make the argument that had they won that game, Debo would have been the MVP. You can make the argument. All right, let's move on to final thoughts. We're just about out of time. Craig, what are you thinking this week? This week, I don't know. Like, um, I've had a pretty shitty week, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we have to raise a glass. Well, um, a couple weeks ago, my, my final thought would just be, a couple weeks ago, we made a joke about how Craig is the caretaker of three cats, two part-time, one full-time. Well, yep. unfortunately, one of the part-timers has left the agency. Yes. And not in a good way, not like he moved on to a promotion, more like he moved on to um, unexpected retirement. Yes. And yes. so and 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 he was he was a well respected and loved member of our our circle of friends. Yep. Um and we're sad to see we're sad to hear and that we, he's uh, no longer with us. We found out a lot more people knew him than we thought. So, yeah. Oh, was he a horror? No, he was very popular around here. So, a lot of people knew him. But but was he friendly with other people? Uh at least one other person because they told me that he would hang out in their backyard a lot, but I don't know if they ever I, pet him. He I was just back, there. Do you remember? Do you remember the old the old Bugs Bunny cartoon mm-hmm. with the dog who convinces two people to bring him food? Mm-hmm. They're constantly begging for food. I always imagined he was like that. <laughs> like he comes to you for dinner, and then he goes and he, he meows at somebody else's door until they put out some milk, and then he walks down four more doors he, and he lays may down have and done looks that. like he's die. What's that? I said he may have done that. He may yeah, we have. We don't know. We don't know. He we might don't. have been a conniver. We have no he, idea. He read but... he read Meow's book of a uh, the long con. So yes, I will always remember this cat because I he would let me pet him on on rare occasion, and I would just walk up and I'd put my hand down. I could tell if he was gonna let me pet him, he would come up to me, and he would sniff my hand. But he had I think he just had terrible depth perception. 
I think he had vision issues. One of his I, eyes were a little off. Think. Yeah, but and so when he would put his head down to try and, and get a, a, a pat, he would usually headbutt my hand, which the first three or four times he did it made him skittish and jump backwards. Like, why is this person <laughs> punching me? And then I realized he missed. I'm keeping my hand still. You, just, you, just, you have no spatial perception, and you're ramming your head into my hand. So once he got used yeah. to that, I was like, okay. But yeah, he was he was a good kitty, and I, I know you guys cared for him a great deal. And and so we have lost a member of the Fig Nuts family in a very real way. People sit there and tell me, well, animals are just pets. That's not really true. I mean, animals no. enter our lives in a way that we very frequently undervalue. And this guy definitely came around at a time and, and looked for help and some solace, and he found it in Craig's household. And that's why, you know what? If I if I gotta go, at least I gotta go knowing I'm loved, and that cat was loved. So he was. So take was. this moment and love your loved ones now, even the ones you can't see. God damn it, people! Learn how to use FaceTime. Open a damn Zoom meeting for the love of all that's. Yeah, holy. I mean, FaceTime seriously cannot be any easier. Okay, can so if you have a text message string with someone, you can, and they have an iPhone, and you have an iPhone, you can FaceTime them. I'm going to tell you how <laughs> you're going to open the text message window. Like you're going to send them a message, but instead of typing in words, you're going to tap their name at the top of your screen. And then a button is magically going to appear that says FaceTime. Push that button. Yeah. That's all there is. That's literally it. <laughs> that's it. That's literally all it takes to start a FaceTime. If they're already in your contact list, you can go that way. But my wife, we FaceTime with people all the time, and my wife doesn't doesn't do anything fancy. She goes into her text message list because we text with everybody, taps the word Craig, Craig's text message list comes up. She taps his portrait, and it says, are you trying to call him or FaceTime him? She hits FaceTime, and Craig is magically on my screen. There you go. That's it. It's Very not easy. hard, folks. Very easy. Very easy. So do it while you can. You know what else you should do while you can? should go and leave us a review wherever you listen to us that's you should right. also start thinking about your team for next year and sending us questions we'll be believe it or not we have literally i think five more episodes before the end of the season and then Hi. july hits and guess what july is folks what is it it's time to start making predictions it it's is time for it's what everyone likes i have a league that's drafting the first week of august draft prep starts in july so it is now time to start looking at your team and saying, I have this or that. What do I do with it? If you're in a keeper league, now's a great time to talk about who you're going to keep and who you're going to give back. If you're not, are there trades you've made? Are you behind the eight ball in picks? Did you do like Craig did last year and trade your number, your first round pick to try and make a run this year? And now you're like, well, what the hell am I going to do with my team with no first round pick? Conversely, are you that guy that got the extra first-round pick? <laughs> exactly. What am I going to do with two first-round picks? Who should I be targeting? These are all things we can talk about with you, and we're happy to. Send us your questions to fignutsdfs at gmail.com. Send them to us on Twitter at fignutsdfs. Reach out to us on Facebook, the Football Fignuts. I think, are we the Football Fignuts or the Fantasy Football Fignuts? You'll find us. We're on there into something. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I'm not remembering. But definitely reach out to us. We would love to hear from you guys. And it sounds like my Skype connection is starting to go wiki again. Perfect. Did I lose you again? Nope. I hear you. I hear you. Craig, are you there? I'm there. I'm here. Can you hear me? Maybe. Maybe you can't hear me. <laughs> Hello. 
Hello. Hello? I can hear you. Okay, there we go. Now I can hear you. Okay. That is the universe telling us to wrap it up. <laughs> so next week, we'll be back next week with more questions, more answers. Send us whatever you got. Until then, please stay safe. Whether your state is reopened or not, stay safe. Wear a mask, people, uh, and don't be a dick about it, please. Don't be a, don't go to Costco without a mask, please. Just don't. All right, until we can get the Skype thing working again and until we get a chance to talk about more football, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. Take care, everybody.